I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Was that season two of the Transplaining Podcast? Correct. Thanks for joining us for season two of the old Transplaining Podcast. Nice to be back in our fish tank in North London, back for season two. After a little break while I went to Australia for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, it was nice. I'm Jordan Gray, and this is a podcast in which big and small questions are posed by a celebrity guest, which I will attempt to answer with the aid of a very special mate from the world of comedy. Among those who joined me last season, Nish Kumar, Sophie Duker, Jamila Jamil, Sean Walsh, Susie Ruffle. And with me on co-hosting duty today is the wonderful Michelle de Swart, who will be helping me deal with questions posed by the one and only Gail Porter. It's been long enough of me talking now. Michelle de Swart, welcome to Transplaining. Are you all right? Thank you. Take a breath, babe. Oh, That's a it? good intro. I was embarrassed because it's the first one back. Really? And I wanted to get it right in front of you. Oh, you smashed it. Thanks. Yeah, your work is done. Michelle de Swart, we met um, earlier this year. Thank you for joining me on my lineup at the old O2, the Extraordinary Show. You was very funny and nice and obliging. Thanks. We were in a, a hallway though, and I sort of I imagine that you were promised the O2 as I was. We got there and we were in a really fancy hallway. You know what was great? I was there the next day actually with um, Sue Perkins and uh, Jack O'Rourke and um, sure. Rosie Jones, yeah. and uh, they were getting ready. They were limbering up, and I was like, "You look and relax. We're going to the pub." <laughs> Wait, that was for the wrestling. The, the, no, the no, wrestling. no, no. It was, it was the, it was the next day we were doing a panel, right? Talking about TV and whatnot. But it was funny because they were just getting ready, like right, because they hadn't seen the room yet. And I was like, I've already been in the I room. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a bit of a shock, but you very sweetly went up there and smashed it, as I imagine you do everywhere you go. Thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you. Because we not had a chance to hang out. Really, this is us hanging out properly in real time for the first time. I'm going to say some things about you now that are written on this piece of paper, if that's all right, in a way that podcasters do. Feel free to agree or disagree. I'm waiting. Go on. Michelle is a comedian, actress, presenter and former model. She's done shoots for some of the biggest names in fashion, appeared on numerous panel shows and presented the Emmy-nominated Woman with Gloria Steinman, among many other things, while her acting credits include The Duchess and comedy horror The Baby. All them things sound legit. Yeah. I know many of those things and I know oh, them good. to be true and legit things. How do you start in comedy? How long have you been doing comedy for? Been doing comedy for 12 years now, actually. God, time flies, doesn't it? Long yeah, time. I'm 42 now. I started when I was 30. And I started in the States. I used to live in New York, so I started out there. And I don't know if you felt like this when you started comedy, but I didn't realise how hard it was when I started. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, that'd be nice. Obviously, we all love comedy, but I wasn't a huge fan. You know like how some people know all the comedians yeah. and all that? Yeah. You know, I just fancied myself as a bit of a joker. <laughs> and then I started and I was like, Oh, you're not as funny as you thought. We all have a romantic idea of what comedy is. can be a bit of a culture shock how hard it is to yeah. do this for a living. In order to get funny, you've got to be comfortable with not being. <laughs> That's a really nice way of saying it. You're yeah. so right. Yeah, a little bit in between. It's like... Uh, in arts, they talk about horror vacui and it's the, the idea of all the negative space that's left in a painting. Sometimes it's just to leave some negative space. Yeah. Sort of makes the picture. Sometimes you've just got to not be funny to learn how to be funny. I mean, you're putting it really eloquently. I was just going to say you die on your ass there. for a little while first, yeah, but you're talking about negative space. I'm like, yeah, come on then. 
I imagine what's going to happen now is because you've got quite a lot in common with our special guest, Gail Porter, a, a former career in the modelling industry. And Gail's about to attempt uh, comedy, about to pursue comedy. So she's going to have loads of advice for her. Everything we've said so far is sort of bankable. I'd say yeah. we've probably got a lot in common. Modelling, that sounds all right. sounds good and fun, but hard work. Was it those things? Yeah, it was all of those things. Hard work for not the reasons you would think. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, just quite a lonely job. Right. And, uh, and so you moved into comedy because that's, yeah, a bit more. Yeah, I was like, that is the most solitary thing you can do. Com well, I mean, we make each other laugh, but it's a lot on your own, isn't it? Yeah, but at least you're allowed to talk in comedy. When I when I started oh, right. yeah. in modelling back in the day, you know, it's before you even knew what like Kate Moss's voice sounded like. It was a different era. So sure. back then it was before social media and you also had to have a personality to sell brands. They were like, we want you to be a blank canvas. And to shut up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I suspect uh, Gail will probably corroborate that. It'd be nice to get her in in a minute. Before she gets in here, the premise of this podcast is people ask a big question and a small question. And it's our job to sort of transplain them, give them an explanation they're happy with. Do you feel like you've got any areas of expertise whatsoever? That's not the end of the sentence. Whatsoever. That are very, very, <laughs> very specific that, that you feel confident explaining I do have but I won't be able to think of them until about 3am this morning when that's I'm right. lying in yeah. bed you email and us and in those answers yeah. that's great and then that's I'll great. get back to you and be like oh actually yeah you know Steinfeld <laughs> I'm so glad you said Seinfeld I'm super into Seinfeld at the moment that's what I was talking about the, the um, romanticisation of comedy I watched Seinfeld like oh that's what a comedian is right no that's what a cartoon of a comedian is he, he's almost like cartoonishly comedian yeah yeah it's like a Simpsons uh, yeah. skit isn't it like a character yeah yeah to the point that people were doing SNL were doing Seinfeld it, it's like an archetypal comedian who are these people like, yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to do a good time what about crisps hey you know what I mean yeah <laughs> exactly I think what a good thing to do now would be on the very first episode of season two is to bring in our special guest, Gail Porter. Gail Porter's in the room now. Gail, can you hear yourself all right in the headphones? Yeah, that sounds yeah, great. Nice mix. Oh, yeah. And your own voice as well? No, I don't like that. Do you remember like <laughs> when you used to have um, answer machines at your home? Yeah. Oh, horrible. Oh, what? really? I feel like they, them, them's were the days. When you had answering machines at home, though. But then you could vet people. Yeah, and also I, I don't remember being the person to record that message. Oh, I did. Anything that was recording something, I, I was there. Really? Hello, hello, ah. it's the Porter House, 0131669624. <laughs> and they're like, that's all right, because my mum and dad are dead, so uh, you can't phone them. So, but that was my old phone number, but that's, I loved it. And I used to redo it all the time after school. And then I'd phone up Radio 4 to go, hello, it's Gil Porter. Can I sing, I'd rather be a hammer than a nail? And my mum's like, for fuck. <laughs> There's, there's a whole Sorry. theory about the, the connection between the ear and the mouth. And if you open it at an early age, then you know what you sort of actually sound like. And the people that haven't opened that up hate the sound of their own voice on recording. Because they're like, I don't sound like that. But we've yeah. been, if you've been singing or, do, or talking a lot since you were little, you know exactly what you sound like. There's no disparity between those two things. Yeah. When you say opening it up, what do you mean? I mean, naturally, the gap between the inner ear and the mouth. There's a, the, you know, like, have you, right, have you ever stuck a, a cotton bud in your ear and I sneezed? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sneeze. Oh, sneeze. I'll do it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. It just so happens. I've probably <laughs> so it, yeah. um, They're so connected. That column, if it's opened up, then the sound travels between you, like your mouth and your ear so accurately that you sound like what you sound like. But if you've never opened it, you'll record something on a phone, like, for example, a, a macabre voice message, like, uh, <laughs> and you listen back and you're, well, that's not me, because you're hearing it different. different. Oh, uh, like there's literally a something to open up that. Yeah. Right. I thought you just meant like your mouth hole. I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes when your yeah. ears pop or like, my ears tend to pop if I jump into a pond. 
Not just any pause, you know. If I'm like doing something or I jump into a pool and I haven't held my nose and then it pops and then you hear yourself inside your head because you can't hear, but it it sounds weird and it sounds like you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Or is that just me? No, I know exactly what you mean. That's a sweet spot, isn't it? When you've got like like water trapped in your ear or there's that weird echo sound and then it goes, you're like, I'm a new woman. Yeah, it's so exciting. (laughs) I've not gone out with anyone for about 10 years. So that's like, oh, it's like an orgasm. You go, oh, my ears popped. It's an orgasm. Woo! Yeah. Well, that's just one of many things that the two of you have in common. It's really nice to officially invite uh, yeah, you to sorry. this episode of Thank the pod. You. This is great. Thank you for it's having perfect. me. Um, you two have not met before. No. No. There's many. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Do you want to go for lunch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is so sweet. Gail was just regaling me with a day before you got it. Gail's met more people today than I think you and I probably met in the month. But Gail's got this way of just sort of wanting to make everybody happy, obviously, being really obliging. But when someone comes up to you, you're a famous person, they come up and they say hello. Gail's response to most people, if she's not short to say, was... I just get really nervous and I'm like, oh, how are you? You're having a great day? Have you had lunch? Or, <laughs> lunch? Um, uh, I don't know. And it just keeps coming out. And I keep in my head, I'm going, shut up, Gail. Don't even know this person. This is no. really bad. And have you eaten? Um, have you eaten? It's such a sweet like... question because it's like, I care about you. Have you eaten? But it does imply, yeah, would you like say, to go Have and you eat? eaten? Yeah. And then it sounds like I'm saying, do you want to go for lunch? And then I have yeah. to sort of... Go, I don't, oh, no, no, you think I don't like you because we're not going for lunch. and I don't know, you make it stop. Are you, are you, um, <laughs> I do that sometimes because you're, you're anticipating an awkward moment yeah. for the other person. So you take the reins by making it awkward. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm That's what I, I just keep on talking. I'm like, oh, there's dead air, like it's radio. Yes. <laughs> and especially if someone comes up to me. <laughs> And they think, you know, they want to talk to me about my hair, my lack of hair. And then sometimes it goes down to a really dark route. You know, they talk about somebody they know that's got cancer or they sound something. And then it all just goes horribly. And I think, I can't tell you. Or they go, Gail, how would you get your hair back? I went, have you seen me? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no idea. (laughs) So then I just invite them for lunch. (laughs) First time um, I've met Gail Paul to Michelle was on a was on a panel together with our mutual friends Chew Whiffin and Chris Glass. That's right. Hardcore yeah. listing. And it was literally the first time we met and I'd got these ridiculous long hair that's never been cut and you sat next to me and you, uh, we, I can't remember what the joke was, but you nuzzled into my hair like a little baby bird. <laughs> so, because I've got enough hair to go around, I've got yeah, enough hair to do, share. Yeah, you do, And I thought, what a lovely way to ingratiate yeah. yourself with a person just to nestle into their locks. Yeah, and so I was saying people's senses are like, want to touch my head, which is a bit weird. But yeah, I'm sorry about the hair intrusion. I loved it very much. <laughs> What a way to start a relationship with somebody. <laughs> when you're in the world of comedy, as you and I are, mm-hmm. Michelle, and girl is sort Trying of soon to be. At some point. Do you think, Michelle, that there is a sort of an implied connection between comedians? I mean, we've really only just properly met now. I met a little bit at that festival, but probably yeah. just met now. But there is something to be said for you kind of know each other a bit because you've got comparable lifestyles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Also, we're only like one gig away from dying on our ass. Yeah. And I think there's something humbling about that that. no but there's something humbling about that because you can never get too carried away with yourself because you're like that's something we all have in common we we have all humiliated ourselves in public on a regular basis yeah and we are we are bonded through shame for sure that's so nice i've never thought about that but i I come from music and that doesn't exist there and i wonder if it's because you die on your ass less frequently because even if a song's not very good it's like well people clap at the end because we're all being conditioned to clap so there isn't that shared bond. So everyone's on weird different levels. But you're right, we're all just here in the dirt. Yeah, That's why I'm yeah. having nightmares about now. <clears throat> no, no, do you know what? That's important. But the thing to get past, because I stopped for a little while when I started stand-up because I had such bad stage fright. Really? And then, yeah, it was crippling. Because what I would do is anticipate the gig so much that I was like, this isn't worth it. It is making me sick. 
And then after a while, you sort of go, no one cares more than you. No one's going to be lying in bed after your gig going, oh, Gail, you're the only person who's going to be doing that. I think when you start to get to the point where you've bombed enough on stage that you start going, you know what, I'm really proud of myself. There's not many people that would take that chance, take that risk, you know. And once you make peace with that, weirdly, that's when you get good. Right. You know, I don't know if we can swear on here, but... As much as you like. It's a bit of a head fuck, mate. It's a bit of a head fuck. (laughs) It absolutely is. Um, How how was your first gig, Gail? How did you enjoy yourself? My first ever stand-up? Yeah. I did it at the Comedy Store years and years ago, but it was a charity thing. Mm. So I was only up for about... 15 minutes sure. and that's I, a long I, time for a first time that's a lot I threw up before I went on and it was lots of because it was lots of comedians and then I think I was just sort of like oh bless her let's <laughs> bring Gail along she'd like a, a go and I, I did it okay-ish but I didn't really plan or anything so I thought it's charity I didn't really know what I was getting myself into so I know we've got three months to go to well two and a half months till the, the festival till the Edinburgh Fringe yeah. is coming up Gail's taking a show to the Edinburgh Fringe this year you yeah. are yeah. one woman show yeah hour yeah come on yeah, no. It seemed like a really good idea, but I've been just writing and not sleeping and then writing again. So, you know, when you go out with your mates, I don't really go out very often because I don't like it. But when you go out with your mates and you've had a couple of glasses of wine and then everyone thinks we're all funny, right? Like, oh, we're hilarious. And then I get back home and the anxiety hits in about 3 a.m. and I'm just like, oh, that's not funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no one's going to get it. Yeah. And my, I'm from Edinburgh. So all my friends are like, we'll be there on the first night. I went, nobody come on the first night. Please don't come. And they're like, but yeah, we'll be there and we'll laugh anyway. And I went, but that just makes me feel even worse because you're just coming. You probably just laughed because you're feeling sorry for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a bit anxious about the whole thing. That's okay. That's okay. And also, you know, anxiety and um, excitement, are, you know, they're sisters, aren't they? So yeah. it can all feel very similar. But by the time you finish that month, you will have a banging hour ready oh, for yeah. Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. <laughs> no, but you will. Because yeah. you know. when I went to see you, um, Jordan, when um, there was a big porter cabin and it was all getting, it was all leaking and everything. Do you remember? You came on the linky night. Yes, I, in, I came I on the leaky box, night. Assemblies the box on the edge of um, George Square. And yeah, it was yeah, the it was day God night. decided he didn't want the show to go ahead. So yeah. the, the sky opened. It was very sweet. Gail attended my show, Michelle, after you'd been just in the news for breaking up a fight outside your house <laughs> yeah. and the nature of the show is sort of a superhero nature yeah. of the show so I thought I've got to bring it up because I've got yeah. a little superhero <laughs> and that to me was amazing news anyway but then I did just read on my little piece of paper here that you is this true that you have a black belt is it karate I've got two second down black belts so I've got one in karate and right. I've got a second down in kickboxing well there we go so you felt perhaps uh, necessary to dispatch those people out of a sense of moral duty? Yeah, well, I was looking out my window and I, forgot, well, I was just wearing a vest and pants. And then I was looking out the window and these two girls, they were fighting. And one of them was banging their other girl's head off the pavement. Mother's instinct, you know, I've got a 20 year old daughter and I was thinking, oh my gosh. I just ran out and they must have thought, what? they were off their heads. And they must have thought, well, who's that woman? <laughs> She's like a massive bald baby in, in some sort of you know, baby grow. I've got white white vest and white pants and I'm pulling them apart. And one of them just tries to punch me. And it wasn't, I mean, it didn't hurt. And then they just sort of ran off. And then I phoned the police, but the police never came, of right. course, because it's yeah, it wasn't important. But yeah, and then suddenly one of my neighbours was looking out the window going, what are you thinking of? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And he went, go and get dressed. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's the girls real was, justice. That's great. Yeah, but I should never have done that because you never know what people are going to be like no, if they've course. got a weapon or something. Yeah, but sure. if you're a second dad, you know what I mean. I but love the with, idea of scrolling through the Mortal Kombat characters and picking yeah. you as a playable yeah. character. That's great. We tiny ninja, I always say. Yeah, yeah. What are yeah. going to do? Pull my hair? Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's a good skill to have as well. Getting ready to uh, 
do a, a month of Edinburgh. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you can take on that. You've also yeah, got yeah. some pretty fashionable hardware going on in the old hands there. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite heavy. Incredible they're all from the Greek. silver jewellery. They're from the Greek frog, which is in London. I think there's one in Brighton. And they're very heavy, but I always think of them as weaponry in the evening when I'm walking home. They are. That is like a, a, lo- a lot of keys in your hand. Yeah, a lot <laughs> right of there. keys. Yeah, I've got yeah. keys in this hand and then I've got that one. So it depends which, you know, where they come from. <laughs> can you put your hands in your pocket? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's the thing with uh, chunky jewellery, isn't it? You're always like, yes, and then you try and put your hands in your pocket and you're like, how it's am even I taking gonna... my jacket off. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> then put it back on again. Oh, no, yeah. One of the first things I noticed uh, transitioning as a transgender woman, pockets get smaller and the jewellery gets bigger. And yeah. It is a, yeah, it's a conflicting situation. Yeah. There's not much you can do with it. Shall we move on to Gail Porter's big question, right? That's the whole point of the podcast. We're going to get you to ask a big and a small we're going to do our best to explain them for you and you go home with an explanation. Do you have a big yes, question? Yes, you have it there for, for us? me. There you go. That's it. Written down on a piece of paper. So yeah. where's my Gail Porter's big question? Oh, yes, this is about deja vu. So basically, I want to know, you know, I get deja vu quite a lot. Oh, really? Does that mean that I've been here before? Or what is actually deja vu? I always get a little bit freaked out when it happens to me because I see somebody and I think, <gasps> and you just like go oh, all cold and everything. I was going to say my hair stands on end, but they don't. So I just like, have I been here or what? How do I know this situation? And it always makes me quite ill and it happens a lot. Deja vu, that's a big one. It's a great opening question. Michelle, do you suffer from, or should I say suffer? Sometimes it'd be quite enjoyable. It's do you quite experience fun. deja vu? Yes, I've had it right. um, a okay. fair bit. And I, I think it's when you've dreamt of a scenario that then you do while you're awake, but you can't recall the dream properly. So it does feel like you've been there before. Listen, does that make sense? That's sounding like a proper stoner. That is such a, that's a perfect idea to beat, is what I'd say. I'd yeah. be happy with that. If we left with that, you're going home with that. That's great advice. That. I mean, I've, I've heard in the playground when I was little, like most of the things I know, it's because I heard it in a playground. It's because while you're experiencing something, your brain has a tiny, tiny little mini stroke, like mini, mini stroke, the brain separates and then it interrupts that idea. So you've got the same idea happening twice at the same time going down the same nerve endings. What so, school did you go to? That's what I, was, I literally was thinking, like, I thought, what fucking playground's that, mate? We're thinking just we're in fights and shit. And, like, yeah. um, and so the idea gets there, as in that person's face, right? Looking at you right now, I'd be like, that's girl's face. But then the idea catching up with that is, oh, that's girl's face. And then your brain goes, hang on, I've seen this before, but it's happening in real time. So right. that's one explanation. I would even say that that's a less exciting I was going to say I prefer Michelle. mine to oh, be Michelle's honest. better than mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm happy that while you was having those conversations in the playground, <laughs> I was picking my bogeys and eating them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Looking over, Life going, experience. I wonder what they're talking about. Yeah. We were playing nice. Kiss Cuddle Torture. I always went for torture. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That, t- that takes a turn on the third option. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, I've heard comedy comes in freeze, but that's pretty harrowing. What do you mean? What's so that game? You'd play chasey. Like the boys would be chasing me or the girls would be chasing me. And then if they caught you, they'd go, do you want a kiss? Do you want a cuddle? Or do you want to be tortured? And then I'd always say, torture. <laughs> right, I was only about okay. seven. Because that was the most preferable yeah. option. At yeah, that I didn't time. want to kiss anyone or cuddle anybody. I'd rather they batted me. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then yeah. I'd, I'd be it and then I could go and chase everybody. But then you'd catch someone <laughs> like the, the naughty girl that sat next to you and you went, a kiss, cuddle, or torture. She's like, all of them. Ah. It's like, no, uh, you greedy cow. <laughs> that's, that's not the game. That's, that's not the game. That's not the game at all. So from that. <laughs> Popularly, the old Matrix film, they said that Deja vu is a glitch in the Matrix, isn't it? You know, like when they see the cat twice. Yeah. That's quite appealing. I get quite confused when I watch the Matrix. Yeah, it's a complicated film. Yeah, it's complicated. It's lucky that it's only sort of the whole film is just two colours. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier (laughs) for us to understand. It's all just black and green colours. I like that it's a dream. 
I, I would always lean to there being quite a scientific explanation. But then I know, Gail, that you're, I, I was just watching on the walk here, you you presented a, a spooky ghost tour situation. You, you, you're, <laughs> you're a fan of the paranormal. On, <laughs> yeah. on... Well, we did. Um, a show about spooked. Four, 14 years ago called Dead Famous where we were looking okay. for Dead Famous in America and then we've just done Spooked Scotland so we were just hanging out in kind of palaces or castles that yeah. are derelict and looking for ghosties I'm kind of a sceptic and yeah. then there was a, um, a psychic and uh, there was somebody that had all the equipment you know that starts beeping and things like that I mean, it was all weird and funny. And you just think, sometimes you just want to, oh, I don't know. You just think, well, I can't see anything. Yeah. But you get spooked because obviously there's, you know, you're in a, I was in Bonnie Prince Charlie's bedroom on my own in a spooky palace yeah. and you're filming yourself. So that's kind of spooky. But I think my favourite one was in America when we were in Alcatraz and we stayed overnight in Alcatraz. Only five of us. So all the security had gone and everything. And then there was a woman called Carla Barrett. And Carla was locked into solitary confinement next to me in like, and the really spooky stories about these solitary confinement. I was locked into Yeah, that. mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one's having fun in solitary confinement. <laughs> well, apparently with the guy that's in mine, when he was a prisoner, he, he went and he shouted, shouting, oh, the devil's in here, the devil's in here. And everyone just ignored him because, you know, he's a prisoner. And then when they went in the morning, he was dead. Right. So anyway, they put me in that one just for fun. <laughs> And then Carla Barrett next door, I'm I'm really crapping myself and I'm filming myself and I'm going, whoa, it's midnight. Da -da. And then Carla just suddenly goes, oh, my God, Gail. Oh, my God. And I'm going, oh, my God, make it stop. I need to get a proper job. And then she's going, oh, my God, Gail, there's a man in here and he wants to fuck me, but not you. And I was like, <laughs> that. I was like oh, what? And then she goes, yeah, yeah, definitely not you. Just me. Just me. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't even get laid by the dead. By the dead? <laughs> So she some... could have left that out as well. I know. So like that's the first thing he said. I know. I want to fuck you, not her. Yeah, yeah. Not you, Gail. Not her. Same with Jim Morrison when we were doing a seance. She's like, "Oh, Jim, <laughs> not you, Gail." I was like, "Fine." Hell. I mean, I that that's a lot, and I would say that's pretty brave because there's no way on. Would you not do uh, it? No way. Weirdly, my gran is a spiritualist medium. Is she? Right, yeah, okay. my gran's a spiritualist medium, and her wife has now got the uh, also has the gift. You can find them on YouTube moving a table around by their fingertips. Lingester Swalt. Go and have a look. It's a proper That's giggle. It's called table tipping. Is oh, that God. what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I've I've grown up being taken to um readings and stuff from a young age. And that must be quite deja vu-ish as well, sometimes, no? I mean, nah, your grand talking to the dead is you know, I'd love that. You just sort of like, all right, last time I went over to her house, I, I said, Oh, will you give me a reading? And she went, Yeah, but I'm not into tarot cards. And she must have had some Gruffalo cards from when uh, oh. one of the grandkids were there. Oh, she gave me a reading oh. That's so sweet. with Gruffalo cards. Presumably improvised. That's not something she offers as a service. She's just, she's improvising Mate. around Gruffalo. But she was like, oh dear, look, the snakes come up again. But that's good because um, it never ends and um, it goes round like life, dear. Like that's life. Amazing. That's great. Is the Gruffalo the same thing as where the wild things are? Is that one of no. those animals? It's oh, similar, though. It's similar. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. yeah, I love where the wild things are. Yeah, that's brave. There's no way I would sit yeah. in a cell where there's been where people have been very sad. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't push it. You know, it's not to say I don't believe in the dead, but I'm also not. I don't not believe in it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I believe that there's things maybe imprinted in a building. Or there's a memory or something left behind that makes you it can make you sad or happy or vibes, spirits. Yeah. You can't do because you were talking about science in the playground as a kid. So I'm like, yeah, I, sort of, I think I had it drilled out of me. But then it, as I've grown up, it's nicer to just 
be a bit more open-minded because it's easier to make friends because yeah. it's really specific. <laughs> it's a really specific thing, to, like weird hill to die on. There's no such thing as anything yeah. other than what I've seen. That's what I always felt like. Uh, like. Do you know what? I felt it. Did you feel it? between me and you just now because you were like oh we're getting on so great and then you started oh, saying right, about good. deja vu and I was like <laughs> <laughs> right uh, I love it Any, anything that gives people a sort of a direction I'm all for people having a direction and stuff I will say if you are stuck in a Alcatraz prison yeah. deja vu is probably 99% of your experience <laughs> like, like with most psychological situations <laughs> oh I've got deja vu now it's the same place yeah <laughs> Imagine that every meal. That's a really funny idea for a sketch. Prisoner being like, oh, this has happened before. <laughs> yeah, every day for the, your whole life sentence. Oh, <laughs> spooky. Another great idea for a premise, which probably made me laugh. Were you presenting that show or were you guesting? Were you an, a, a contributor? Yeah, I, I was in, a, in every episode. So, right. yeah, so we were a team. That's such a funny thing of having <laughs> somebody presenting a show like that that is really scared of ghosts because it's like yeah. and here we are we're fuck yeah. <laughs> well oh, yeah. why didn't we vet this person before the show started my neighbour downstairs <laughs> she phoned she's really lovely and uh, she phoned me up she's like Gail come down I'm watching Gogglebox you need to come down and I was like oh bless you and I said I'm, I'm, are you okay is everything alright she went you're on it and I was like oh what she went it's okay I've recorded it so I went down to her wee flat she poured us a glass of wine each she went watch this this is so funny it was the bit of Spook Scotland. And so the, um, the psychic, he's from Chicago, he's gone, yeah, oh, there's fairies here. They're imps. We're outside in, um, where were we? The Isle of Arran. And it's like one o'clock in the morning. It's pissing it down with rain. And then this this branch snaps. And Chris is like, oh, my God, this is this. And I was going, fuck you. Fuck this shit. Fuck it. I'm going to get a fucking proper job. <laughs> And they kept it in. <laughs> I just it. assumed because they were filming us all the time. Yeah. They cut that out. I was mortified. My phone was going crazy. They're going, oh, are you going to get a job again? I went, I But I bet it was hilarious. I bet it was TV gold. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know God. what I mean? Well, I, I never watch anything that I, I do. Jesus. So I would never, I'd, but I do quite like Gogglebox, but I didn't ever think I'd go on Gogglebox. So I was quite... That's the irony of it. Gogglebox? Yeah. I've got I've a bone to pick with Gogglebox. Love me some Gogglebox, but... I've done that Channel 4 thing where I appeared nude on Channel 4. Yeah, I know. Whole thing. Everyone loved that, didn't they? That was all right. Yeah. Like, you've got some experience in that field. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like I watched you get it. Nude publicly, yeah. You know what people like. Yeah. But, then, but then that Friday night, I was like, if anything's ever going to be on Gogglebox, it'd be that, surely. Did not do it? Didn't even mention it. That's weird. That is weird. Not to blow me own, but it was at least, <laughs> even if you didn't like it, it's it something that happened. That was yeah. quite a thing. Didn't go anywhere near that. I don't think they wanted to reignite that flame. So I've never been on Gogglebox. Do you know what's oh. weird, right? So the, when I did um, The Baby, the TV show, that was on Celebrity Gogglebox. And my family, it's weird like the things that your family care about, but my family were more impressed by me being on Gogglebox <laughs> than doing the actual series. They would, my mum was just like, you've, you've been on Gogglebox, I can't yeah. believe it, you've made it. And I was like, no, the show that I was doing, that's you know the one that I've been filming yeah. for six months, yeah, that's on Gogglebox. She's like, yeah, I can't believe it, mate, it's mental. <laughs> you've what? made it. That's yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah those people love that people show. watched you doing your thing. It, it's so, just, yeah. it's funny that your family and your friends will be more impressed with that than you actually getting naked oh, on yeah. the original show. Yeah, that yeah you... definitely. <laughs> no, but I think you're Richard right. Richard Osman's comes... House of Games, my dad can't wait. Doesn't matter what I do in my career, that will be the one for him. That's <laughs> the main thing. They missed out, Jordan. They missed yeah. out. Oh, well, I'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. Probably won't have as much <laughs> impact the second time I've around. seen it about three times now. You sure, haven't I? Oh, yeah, you have yeah. seen all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless you. Thank you for coming so many times to see this. <laughs> one time, actually, we were sitting at the front because my friend had booked tickets and we're right at the front. And you went, You're back again. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I look like a stalker. I'm not a stalker. And then I thought, When you say I'm not something, you go, I'm not a stalker. I'm not mental. 
Oh, God, been, deja vu, this. deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this before. Kettle Port is in front yeah. <laughs> um, Right, so by way of an explanation, at least as a placeholder for now, I think I'm more inclined to lean to Michelle's explanation. That yeah. it's a, you probably had a dream about it and then you saw it. That's quite good. I quite That's like what deja that. vu is. Yeah. It, that, what that does imply is that you dream a lot if you're having deja vu all the time. I dream a lot. I have nightmares a lot, though. That's Oh, sorry. no. I have night terrors. Oh, no. I don't know how people deal with that. <laughs> I've, I don't, I've had a few nightmares in my life. Really? Yeah, only a couple. Oh, wow. I can't. And it was always when I was on the nicotine patch. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have nightmares. That is odd. But so me and girl, just to, to clarify now, that's an unusual situation. You don't meet people that don't have nightmares a lot, right? Really? Like that's nightmares it. are like a ubiquitous part oh. of human experience. I mean, it sounds to me, Gail, like you maybe have more than me. Yeah, you have more Night than I do. Night terrors is intense. Maybe once a week for me. Never like a few No, I think because I spent my teenage years puffing loads of weed. <laughs> Smoking it out. Smoking I, I just out. think it's cr- crushing it. <laughs> All the imagination was like, yeah. you know, smoke out to the size nightmares. of a wasabi pee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Now, mind yeah. you, I go to bed watching the crime channel, so I don't do myself any yeah. I used to do that. As, yeah. I think that's a proper, like, yeah. I think that's a proper woman thing, just going yeah. to bed watching true crime. Yeah, snapped women who kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meet, marry, murder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Kiss, chase, torture. Yeah, yeah. It's just all it's coming all, full circle. My that's t- what the deja vu is. You're <laughs> just watching all these Tinder things profile. like... <laughs> this has happened before. Yeah, when yeah. you was in the playground. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, that sounds like a good yeah. explanation for a big question. What I think we should do now, it's a good thing to do because we do it every episode, is to move on to listeners' questions. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Time now. For our audience questions, where I deal with matters you want transplaining with the assistance of Michelle and Gail. Andy from Cheltenham. My mum always said it's better to drink water at room temperature rather than when it's ice cold. Is that true? And if so, why? Right. Yes, I don't know. But yes. Right. So we've got a yes, but a not sure why. That's where I'm at. Gail, what do you reckon? I've heard that it's best to have it at room temperature, but I like ice cold. I don't. But I, I don't know why. You I've like got to have it. Ice cold. R- You're an ice cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Bitch. I've got to have it room temperature. <laughs> No, right, because like right. you prefer room temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've probably heard at some point, because the reason why I guzzle so, well, I've got into the good habit of drinking a lot of water is because I used to model. And that was a big, drink water, drink water. And I must have heard early days that 
it's probably best to have it at room temperature. You know, when stuff it goes in, you've got no idea why you're still doing it. But like 20 years sure. later, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just always thought it was like because somebody hadn't been asked to put it in the fridge and they're going, oh, it's much better for you. It's room temperature. You still have to put it in the fridge. <laughs> that's lazy genius. Get. Yeah, you lazy bastard. That is a yeah. PA who's on their way to the top of their <laughs> yeah. industry that's just come up with an... In- yeah. ex- that's great. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a video in Science and it was about don't do drugs, one of them old science videos. And in the front row of clubs, when people are overheating, they spray them with room temperature water rather than cold water because room temperature will turn to uh, vapour quicker and carry the heat away. Whereas if you spray someone with cold, take, it's got to go from cold to hot before it turns into steam. And it would be a bit shocking, wouldn't it, as well? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, a bit of that. Really? Yeah. They did that in clubs? Because the clubs I'd used to go to, they even used to turn off the cold taps to make you buy water at the bar. Where's, where are you getting spritzed with? <laughs> sounds like I've had quite a sheltered life, yeah. really. Me in the playground talking about... <laughs> You Deja are giving me yeah. Lisa Simpson vibes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like the, I mean, I'm not a nightclubber really. The first club, nightclub I ever went to, it just felt like a spaceship and I got all scared. <laughs> it was like Star Trek. I was like, this place is too fancy for me. Really? I but at least like they're spraying clubbing. us with lovely room temperature water. No, I quite enjoyed myself in the 90s. 80s, Did you? 90s-ish. Yeah, uh, bloody great time now. in the 90s. You own the nineties. You are the nineties. I was having, I was having fun. Yeah, <laughs> don't remember much. Do you know what? You, you you slayed the nineties. You probably so. did. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Please it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Because like, yeah, you made it look fun. I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. Isn't it? You did. Yeah. You did. It's, it doesn't even come up on a map anymore because it's dead. You killed the 90s. Yeah. You absolutely slayed the 90s. You, you completed it. Like like, <laughs> like Mario just completed it. Yeah. Like, Mario. Come on, 2000, you're Bowser. I've done yeah. done the 90s proper. It's, That's why uh, like, my hair probably fell out after that. The way yeah, no, you, you've had enough fun. You, you don't need it anymore. Fun, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you've had it all before. <laughs> yeah, the wind in your hair for the 90s. Yeah. And that's it. You don't need it anymore. Yeah. Um, is, the, is the clubbing scene, this is a sweeping generalisation, but is it part of the modelling career, would you say, between the two of you there's a crossover did you club a lot or was it quite a solitary experience yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Uh, it was quite tricky it. because I was doing the big breakfast in the morning so we were kind of getting picked up at 2 o'clock in the morning to go to work and then if you're doing Top of the Pops on a Thursday night we'd be working till 11 and then back 2 o'clock so I'd go out occasionally but not that often mm. but when you did go out it would be fun if you had like a week off you go to Manchester and, or go to the Hacienda or something Gail. Fun times. I do love Come it. On. Then you'd end up in someone's <laughs> kitchen and you go, they're going, right, it's everyone. Go, da, 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 da. Who's that? And I was like, oh, I'm Gail. Sorry, whose house is this? That kind of thing, you know? <laughs> nice for a cold water. This is room temperature. I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't get murdered, out, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a plus. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> Paul Schoenicke asks, what's the largest animal you think you could lift over your head? I suspect that's different for different people. Gail, what do you reckon? You're really thinking about this. I it's am. I was thinking like maybe a baby ape. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A baby ape. <laughs> always, wait, because you want to carry a baby ape or because you legitimately think that's the weight threshold? Yeah, it's done, both. isn't it? Second yeah. done. Yeah. It's both... <laughs> I was thinking a badger, realistically. <laughs> like a big old, because they're big. Well, just they also big. over my head. Do you know oh, what I mean? Because of the logistics of it oh, right. being Actually, crashy. To, no, not even that, just weight. Right, just the weight, just the weight <laughs> of it. I just thought I'd make a great picture as well, beep beep, on a bald head like that. I want it a now. Balance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like I've just discovered a new <laughs> kink, Gail. just leaking. <laughs> You've really taken the assignment seriously. Yeah. I think it is... Just dead weight, like not a dead animal, but like just the weight of it. But you're thinking of photo opportunities over here as well. It'd look great on a picture. Yeah, it'd be nice, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Girls speaking followers. <laughs> All right, a I was baby ape and a badger. Yeah. Happy 21st. We've got mum's done. Look at mum. Look at me. 
Look at me. I've got BB8 on my bald head. Look, look at mum. <laughs> 88 is the idea. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. What are you yeah. thinking? Yeah, what about yeah you? that. Because you've made it sound no, so no. much fun. No, no. your own one. Right, okay. Um, tissue, oh, bless you. I'm sure I've got tissues. Oh, you've got it. you got it. That is professional right there. That was honestly like watching Mr. Fantastic stretch across the room there. That was amazing. Um, I reckon a snake, innit? Because that's what you, people carry snakes. Britney Spears Britney vibes. Spears. I love it. That's perfect for you, Jordan, as well. Yeah. Performer. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Come out Spears. slaying. Bit smaller than that than that one, even I know. Because I've lost all my muscles. I used to have quite a lot of muscles. It's a cliche, but you lose a lot on the, on the anti-testosterone. Anti Do a worm in each arm. Yeah. <laughs> A big, a big earthworm in each one. That's really nice. Um, that's quite a fun one. Which star sign, e.g., it's really sweet, they put e.g., lion, crab, ram, etc., would win in a battle royale against all the other ones? Since we're on an animal topic, which of the star signs do you reckon? Let's be fair and say they're all the same size. So a crab is the same size as the lion, is the same size as the goat, is the same. Oh, size. yeah? Yeah. Otherwise, a crab's got no chance, has it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Up. Yeah. Poor crab. Woman with the uh, jars of water. What's that one? Oh, oh Libra. Gemini. No. Is it Libra? Le Le Pisces. Is it Le Pisces, Libra? No, oh, Pisces Libra. is fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gemini's Libra. got an unfair advantage, isn't they? Yeah. Because they come as a pair. Yeah. Two of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but compared to all the other superpowers, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just two of them. That's true. It's just two people versus yeah. like a lion. Yeah. yeah. Ram. I think Hold on. What about Sagittarius? Isn't that with a bow? Oh, I forgot about Sagittarius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Favourite thing about this show is it starts like a silly question and by the end you're like, it's that's really serious. Flipping yeah. tables. That's so serious. serious. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, but then a giant I've learned scorpion. from Gail Pelter that that is called table tipping. It's table tipping, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. A, gi a giant scorpion. scorpion. Oh, arrow's going to bounce right off that. Let's, let's, oh, let's yeah. go with what's the shittest one and then work our way from there. I reckon it might be Gemini, actually. Two people. I Do you agree. know what I mean? A ram is a good one, like Gail said. Yeah, Two people versus yeah. a ram. Yeah. One on each. Yeah. yeah. Taurus is good. Well done. What's Virgo? Is it just a, it's a woman with it's her a jar lady. of water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it water? Helpful. Helpful at half yeah. time. Is it? Uh, is, yeah. it is, is it room, room temperature? temperature? <laughs> it's definitely room temperature. <laughs> right. So, woman with room temperature water. Yeah, I'll but also that... refreshments. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Save us at a club. If it was yeah. an endurance test, she's got it. Yeah, she's missed everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this question is a lot deeper than we thought it was going to be. Claire from Bath, is it acceptable to reuse the vinegar from a jar of pickled onions? And if so, for what? Oh, oh my God. Obviously, it's called onion vinegar. Right, there we go. It's, do you put it on your chips? Definitive. Onion vinegar? Onion vinegar. Are we not on board with... It yeah. Sounds great. I've just no, now I've never that... heard of it. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. What's the disparity between the condiments you get up in Scotland versus what we've got? Because I know there's like a whole thing with gravy. So you get salt and sauce on your chips. Salt, salt and, and sauce. sauce. So you get like brown uh, watered down sauce. <laughs> so it's like brown sauce with sort of water and vinegar added to it. So it's salt and sauce. And then if you come down here, it's salt and vinegar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm salt still, sauce. Sauce is still a mystery, even though you've described it. Do you know what I mean? Is. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Brown sauce, is that just a colour or is that a flavour? Yeah. It's like HP sauce. Yeah, yeah it's okay, like that. Cool. Watered down HP yeah. sauce. I don't understand cheesy chips. Oh, yeah, nah. Oh, I, don't, I don't get that. Do you know what I don't understand? Gravy <laughs> on chips. God, I don't That's not right. Oh, my God. Man. I had right. a mate from Nottingham and she ordered um, uh, fish and chips with gravy and I just thought, I don't think Ooh. we can be friends. No. Fish. No, no <laughs> We've not gravy on fish. Yeah. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I'll have it on chips. I'll yeah. sort of soak my chips in it. A cube 
You know that thing that's inside your sink that's like a mini sink that you use to wash your dishes in? A basin. Oh, a basin. Yeah. <laughs> a basin. Fill that with chips and gravy, squish that down, and I'll slice that off and eat it for the rest of my life. That's fine. I don't want any fish in there. I don't want any no. batter and fish. That's very unusual. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like you've really thought about that. And it's just like, listen, if you're going to fill up the basin with chips, I just need you to know no fish, yeah? yeah. Like, yeah, all right, Jordan. I just really wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Like, I've been thinking about this for a while. Rolo Thompson. I'm not sure how they built the pyramids. Transplain. It's a big question, but ultimately... Brick by brick, baby. Brick by brick, baby! Yes! Rolo. I I, I was worried about that one. I thought it was going to take a long time, but no. Michelle's right in the definitive. I reckon we've got time for one more looking at my producer. This is my favourite bit of the show. I love it when we do this. Right. um, Let's get a good one off someone. Does love need a rebrand? It's always tied up with pink hearts and cute imagery, but could we do more to make the concept appeal more to a wider range of people? It's a great question. Yeah, love is sort of... it does need a little rebrand, rebrand. doesn't it? Because we want it to be like unconditional and it's not, is it? And also th- there's no like the one. I no. guess what kind of love are we talking about is probably... <sighs> yeah. I yeah. But, but there you go. That's probably why it needs a rebrand, isn't it? Love my cat. Yeah. Love your cat. I love, I love your cat. cat. Yeah. That's about it. Well, I love my daughter. She's all right. No. In the post, we can take that and put them around the other way. We can edit that. She doesn't listen to anything I do anyway. Yeah. But uh, I don't don't really love a cat. I think it's the the aesthetic that that our lovely Sam Sexton was talking about. Like, so the heart, you know, the heart. Yeah. Which doesn't even. You're going to say the same thing. I think that's what you're going to say. It's not a heart. The shape of a heart is drawn based on what they thought the heart looked like before they took people open more on a more frequent basis. So it was just the two halves of a heart. It doesn't look anything like that. No. If anything, an anatomically correct heart with all the ventricles and stuff, probably more romantic than a little cartoon heart. Yeah. Because don't cut no. give it to someone. Yeah. I don't like those No. Things. Yeah. Well, no. I can see you do that. Oh my God, it actually looks like a heart. You're the one. I love you. I gave my daughter an anatomical heart necklace for her teeth. Yeah, of course she did. <laughs> you absolute nutters. <laughs> of a baby ape. <laughs> That's what a lovely romantic chest, a little baby ape heart. Yeah, baby yeah, ape. One you're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> with your karate, just straighten the chest like Bruce Lee. Just pull Not it up. Here, it yeah. looks like a real heart because it is one. Someone said to me, oh, we're going to go and see Gardens of the Galaxy today. Oh, God, oh they love me. That's great. I love things like that. I don't want to go and see a love movie or a thing. Do you like mushy movies? Uh, it depends. Like rom y type things. No, I think we had that so much in the 90s. Like, I was a teenager in the 90s and I had it pushed down my throat so much that I've spent all my adult life trying to undo the toxicity of it all. That, yeah, I fucking love him, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No but, I'm, <laughs> no, but you know, like, no, not that much because it's kind of annoying right. yeah. rom-coms. Yeah. It's a very, about a very specific time and I guess there's some, like, modern rom-coms. But back then no, I just not. felt it was, like, always, like, <laughs> no, right? It's always, like, a girl next door type. It's always a very white affair, very, like, hetero, normative. I don't know. Yeah, nah. Somebody no. once did famously say that love isn't, a genre it's a flavour just like a sauce so like in a movie like you have vanilla. like a right exactly so you have like a sci-fi film put some love in it great or an action film put some love in it Yeah. you can't just have love as the genre of the film it's just a thing that happens isn't yeah. it that's why those stories they're just very banal and circular because nothing there's no escalation it's like it's implied in the film it's a rom-com there's going to be some romance how does romance end well you either get with a person or you don't Yeah. well then we know the end of the film is before it starts it's one of those exactly. two things 
neither of them are particularly exciting. Yeah, make yeah. me feel a wee bit sick. But here's the thing. If one of those people is a robot, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, <laughs> maybe they're going to end up with a robot or not. Probably not. But I want to find out. Or even Wally. That Wally. Was nice. Wally. Wally was great. I know. Wally was That was amazing. Great. That was a proper yeah. night's love song. Well, love song. Love film. It could be whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to sing a love song about <laughs> yeah. Wally and Eva, I can, I'm uh, here for yeah. it. Yeah. I think now what would be a nice thing to do would be to move on to Gail Porter's small Question. Michelle Deswatt, you and me are going to answer Gail Porter's small question yes. and it goes exactly like this. So, um, if a bald person is working in a restaurant or a cafe or something like that, do I have to wear a hair mask thing? What do you call it? Hairnet. The hairnet, that's oh, it. Right, cool. So, if I'm a bald person and everybody else has to wear a hairnet working in a kitchen, do I have to wear one? No. Okay. Wow. But is that allowed? Straight Yeah. In. But I, yeah, I think that's allowed. But I feel like that's the something that that's the kind of thing that like a random Karen would complain about. Yeah, it'd be an H and R thing. Yeah. Someone's going to be really angry. They're not wearing a hairnet, but they don't have any hair. I don't care. <laughs> it's against the rules. I, I, what yep. do you think? I think you should be all right. I I agree. I would like to see it go to court and have to be scientifically <laughs> explained. Yeah. That person being like, well, you know, it's you know, it's health and safety follicles and stuff. Be like, I'm going to show you exhibit A. Yeah. This person's head. <laughs> yeah, Look at this lovely head. Ain't not hair there. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing whatsoever. Have you had experience in this in the past? Have you had any times where you've felt this is silly? I've got to wear a hairnet. I don't think so. No, yeah. I've been quite lucky. Touch me. <laughs> um, but I sometimes just think these things go randomly through my hair, my, through my head. <laughs> but I do get often when I'm doing a shoot or something, or you don't really get hair makeup anymore. Makeup people come to you. But I do get if they come, they go, Oh, hi, it's me. I'm coming to do your hair and makeup. And I was going, I'll give you two minutes. <laughs> and then they go, Oh, shit, sorry, sorry. And I'm like, it's totally fine. It's no problem whatsoever. And um, yeah, my friends get upset as well. They go, Oh, my God, it took me so long. Did you get, I got the shampoo? And I was like, no, I can get the shampoo. <laughs> have any shampoo? Oh my god! And then when you get goodie bags, if you ever go to an awards oh, thing or anything, yeah. and they've yeah. always got like hair brushes and shampoo and yeah. conditioner, you and swap then... it out with someone. You know, like party bags when you were a kid. Yeah. You're like, I don't like the mask bars, but I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And swap it out with someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want a packet of minstrels. You and me, you yeah. and me. I'll take your hairbrush. Yeah. What do you want out of my bag? Um, I'll take your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got some silver spiky rings in here. I probably won't use them. You can have those silver rings. Okay. Like, Do you not have any superhero stuff? I've, with got, you? I've got a little baby ape in here. Yes. I want a, baby. I want a heart. I've got an anatomically correct yeah, human heart. Don't know why that's who's, there, whose is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it actually, it's really funny. I don't know if you've got any experience of this, Michelle. Awkwardness with hair and makeup people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about that because it's so fun. Like it's an industry where you do get shoved together with all these lovely creative people, but we are quite different. And so, like you say, somebody's coming in and, and saying that it's such a faux pas straight away. And then it's now your job, girl, in that situation to make them feel better, isn't it? You because feel like you've got a... They want to draw my eyebrows on because right. I don't really have eyebrows. Right. And then when they draw them on, I have to wait for them to go and then I go and wash them off because it's too much on my face because I'm not used to them. Yeah. I've been bald for so long. Sure. So suddenly they draw these big, massive eyebrows, you know, that these people seem to want to yeah. have, the big, thick ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like it. And I'm going, oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. And I'm <laughs> licking my oh, face I, off. I'm like, get it off me. Yeah. So, but you want to be nice. Yeah, yeah, you want to be nice. I mean... Listen, as a like a woman who's got Afro hair, endless, endless stories about well-meaning white people that have got no experience with Afro hair. Sure. Just touching it a lot. And then at the end, you're just like, it just looks like dry Weetabix. And they're like, I love it. And then they're off and you're just like, <laughs> what is this? Do you know what I mean? Sure. What? I, so I'm always like, I'll just do it myself or turn up with it done. Right. Oh, right. do you know as well? You know when they put foundation on your face mm. and sometimes... 
they just do it as if I've got hair and they just do oh, up to the face they, they just do it up to the hairline oh, and no. then leave it because they, 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 they get a bit too frightened to oh, touch my head or anything gosh. so I just like that just like a small sun and no fade <laughs> no fade or anything no nothing oh, and I feel really embarrassed for them because they just want to get away because they don't know how to deal with it right. you're yeah. like you can keep going <laughs> just carry yeah, on yeah, the whole yeah. head please yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not something I experienced, but it sounds like between the two of you, people wanting to touch your hair more than is socially acceptable, which yeah. in my opinion is not at all. I'm surprised well, that all of this thing. is your hair. Married, I it? thought, I Married. actually thought there was some like Amy Winehouse hair pieces going on in there. So this is all real and it's a lot of it, but because at a gig, it's easier to stick on a big fake thing on top than do my own hair. I have hair that looks exactly like this that I stick on top of my hair. So sometimes it's real. Amazing. It's but I learned that if it's open, right, so if it's a black dress okay. and it's up to the collar why I have my hair down because it's black hair so you won't see it so it's got to be either open collar hair down yeah. or up to the neck dress hair up hair up I yeah th- I always wear black things too yeah anything. you have sort of that vibe did you have that vibe in school Michelle was you, what was you what was you what was definitely your... not goth nah. I was going for like dance hall yeah you know at the time dance hall was really big so it was sort of like dance hall queen was like the film of the moment and right. everything was very like um just like sequins and and nice. click suits and batty riders and what's a batty rider it was, you know like i'd say pom pom shorts but you know like like da- <laughs> like daisy dukes like really yeah. short shorts oh, like booty shorts but right. i do love it I had a situation with a lovely hair and makeup person once when I was on The Voice and I'd only just transitioned. So I was presenting as a woman and this woman come in. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but it bears repeating. She came in and she was like, oh, you bloody Essex boys, you're all the same. And then I saw the blessed, the moment in her face where she's like, oh, no, that's not the right word. But instead of being like, sorry about that, or I said the wrong thing, she just proceeded to uh, try and keep mentioning female stuff (laughs) loads. So like to overcompensate. So then she just goes to me like, oh, Boobs, eh? What are they like? I'm like, this is a weird... T- that's a weird... T-. She's like, oh, the bras and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, boys, what are they like? I'm like, this... Oh, and then and then she goes, oh, if you got oh, periods, you're on my period, periods, what are they like? I'm like, I can't relate to you on that one, I'm afraid. We've not got that. Do you know what? I, I dropped that clanger to a trans friend of mine once where he had transitioned and it was quite early on and I just turned around and I was like, oh, have you got a tampon? And he was just like, oh, yeah, well, I am not got anything for you. I mean, he like, oh. yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it, with the nervous talk because you just think, say less. Sure. Say less. I get yeah. sir quite a lot if someone sees me from the back. Really? Yeah, if I'm in a oh. shop or something, can I help you, sir? And then I turn around and they go, Madam. Gail Porter. Lady. <laughs> oh, right. you your famous. Like, oh, Gail Oh, shit. I was like, oh, yeah. But usually I'm like, oh, it's no problem. And then sometimes I just turn around and go, oh, yeah, just that's don't it. have any hair. Come on. Yeah. That it's it's like one of those situations where sometimes things just are heartbreaking. But, but they do no overcompensate, they don't they? And they just they start do. seeing things like, oh, yeah. Oh, you've got a lovely shit head. <laughs> And I'm like, oh. Tell you what I love. I love the where the foundation ends, <laughs> yeah. right at the corner there. Yeah. Just the face. Right, yeah, here, like, yeah. Can I touch it? No. Yeah. no. 50p, make a wish. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Heads and babies. Girlport, do you feel sufficiently transplained to in the area of not wearing a head net on yes. your head? head yeah? Yes. I feel like you Hair knew net. the answer. Really I kind of did, in. but I just thought, you know what, I'd just like to see what other people think. Because yeah. I think some people would be thinking about health and safety or, you know, HR people. What's that? HR? The, HR, yeah. 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 And there, there's somebody, there's, somebody's going to complain about something just because. So Yeah, rules yeah. are easier to follow than feelings sometimes. It's yeah. like, well, the rule's there. Like, right, 
you want an airplane, you're getting into the airplane and there's the wing and there's the cordoned off area. Don't walk under the wing. It's really dangerous. Someone will tackle you out of the way to get you from under the wing. You're like, if you think something's going to fall off the wing now no. in a stationary situation, <laughs> it's gonna be like why am I there. getting... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a rule. It's not a real thing. It's not actually dangerous. It's a just in case you walk around. It's not actually happening right now. So it's no. like that, isn't it? Yeah. What's exactly. your head going to do? It's a head. Okay. Nothing can come out of it. No, there's nothing there. There's actually nothing. Yeah, all the holes are in the front, if anything. Yeah. There. There is no hair on my entire body. I'm like a massive baby with tits. It's just like there's nothing here. No, nothing that's the title of the episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Massive baby <laughs> with tits. I'm sure I supported that band yeah. in college as well. <laughs> massive baby with tits. Yeah. Um, I think we've done a bloody great job, Michelle. Yeah. You know Me what? too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, w- I didn't know I was going to be co-hosting this with you. I didn't. I didn't necessarily uh, completely understand this what is, was happening. And then you were like, "My co-host, Michelle." I'm like, "Yes." But it's been great. Thank you so much. Oh, bless you. It's a very loose premise, but it's always the case that it's just one of us asks questions and two try to guess. Even hosting is a broad term for what I'm doing right now. I'm just talking to two people that are really nice. I've had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go for lunch? <laughs> Um, so there you have it the first transplaining of season two done and dusted but have we got anything that we'd like to plug in the meantime I'll do some quick plugging follow Gail on Insta at I am Gail Porter Michelle meanwhile is Michelle DeSwat at Michelle DeSwat please feel free to follow me too at Tall Dark Friend is there anything that we'd like to plug going forward certainly go see Gail Porter's show the name of the show is oh Hung Drawn and Portered Hung Drawn and Portered up in Edinburgh oh I love that that's bloody great yeah how long have you had that in the barrel what the name yeah oh uh, well it's my friend tony i just t- said to him because you know when you make you're talking about yourself it just sounds weird so he came up with a whole bunch of names and i thought oh, i like that one and so we just came up with that about two or three weeks ago so it's all just started now that's you know great. with the press and all the rest of it that's happening so i'm a little bit well i'm very nervous and it's uh every night from the second to the 29th 28th oh, 29th Seven o'clock at the the Assembly Studios in George Square. That's great. We'll continue to plug that. I'll keep mentioning oh, that. I'm going to come and see you. that. Thank you so yeah. much, Gail. That's yeah, been amazing. Michelle, anything that you'd like to tell us about? You know, follow me on Instagram. Uh, you can uh, you can watch me doing stand up on um, BBC iPlayer on Live at the Apollo that came out recently, and yeah, I yeah. do a podcast on BBC Sounds as well, so you can check that out. Oh, and the name of the podcast? Uh, is... Bang on it. That's the one. Bang on it. If you have something you want to ask, email ask Jordan at off script.co.uk or pop your question <laughs> in the iTunes review section, rate, review, and subscribe to the Transplaining podcast as well, and spread the word far and wide. Transplaining is an off script production. Produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Louise Berry, Michelle DeSwart, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Gail Porter, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I've had a blast. We've all had a bloody blast. That was the first episode of season two. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.